Well, hi, I'm Dr. Trisha Wallace. I'm a senior psychologist specialist with CDCR and CCHCS. And we are here to talk today about a really important resource um, to highlight this month. And I'm part of GARE as a GARE ambassador. And just to give a little information about that, GARE stands for Government Alliance on Race and Equity. And it's a national network of government agencies working together to achieve racial equity and advance opportunities for all. The CDCR and CCHCS GARE Steering Committee began in 2018 as an internal commitment to identify and address institutional inequities affecting our workforce. Our committee is composed of a diverse group of employees within our department with various backgrounds and experiences. Additionally, there are over 150 GARE ambassadors like myself throughout our institutions and offices statewide. All member volunteer to be part of this work and are dedicated to achieving race and gender equity to advance opportunities for all. Today, in celebration of Pride Month, Gary is hosting this podcast to learn more about an organization called TCOPS, or T-C-O-P-S, which stands for Transgender Community of Police and Sheriffs. It's an international organization which fosters community and support for law enforcement officers who identify as transgender, non-binary, gender diverse, or gender questioning. I would also just put in there, um, a person doesn't have to necessarily identify as those things, but just be sort of under that umbrella and be a law enforcement officer. We're excited to have Julie Callahan with us here today, who is the founding member and executive director of TCOPS. Julie is a transgender woman who transitioned while she was on the beat as a detective. She's a wonderful leader and cares deeply about supporting transgender and gender diverse officers throughout the nation, including CDCR. Please join me in welcoming Julie. And thank you for being with us here today, Julie. Thank you for having me, Tricia. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. So I'm wondering if you could tell us, what does TCOPS do for peace officers? So we started out as a, and our primary focus is as a peer support group. We are a safe place for transgender law enforcement officers and support personnel to basically come explore their gender. Um, many of them come in knowing that they're transgender. Uh, they may, may or may not have transitioned. Uh, mm -hmm. They may be exploring transition. They may just think that they have some gender issues and are questioning themselves about them. Uh, mm -hmm. And we provide a safe place for them to talk and have some community with people who are within the profession and have similar kinds of concerns about officer safety and things like that. Sure. And probably confidentiality, I'm assuming. Absolutely. What does the, the confidentiality, if someone were to reach out and uh, be interested in this or, or even just be interested in contacting TCOPS, but they're worried about the potential of someone finding out or, or knowing that they might be struggling with some of these issues? So we have our own standalone secure web server where we host mm. a variety of groups. Um, that is, uh, you know, the platform, the social media platform that we work off currently. We used mm -hmm. to have a Facebook group uh, for about yeah. 15 years uh, that went away in last November. And then uh, we now have our own social media platform. Uh, with that said, wow. I, am, I am the gatekeeper, basically, when people register on the website, 
I'm going to contact them and I'm going to say, why do you want to be a part of this group? Mm -hmm. And they have to explain two things. They have to explain, I work in a law enforcement setting. I'm either sworn or non-sworn. Um, they don't need to carry a gun or, or, mm -hmm. or have a badge, but work within that environment. And then I ask them about being transgender and, and where they sit and mm -hmm. kind of get a feel for where this person is coming from. And then I, I ask them, I, I provide them with a set of criteria that they can utilize to help me confirm their law enforcement status. And they can be active, retired, reserve, or former law enforcement. Uh, and um, any of those categories fit, uh, but they're going to have to jump through a couple of hoops to make sure that we know who you are before you come in the group. Makes and sense. it doesn't need to be your name. It just needs to be hmm. that you're within the law enforcement community. I'm sure that the law enforcement community, veterans and active folks have ways of knowing those things. So hats off to all of you for doing that. What are some common challenges that transgender officers face? Oh, there's a variety of them. So mm -hmm. I guess the first one is that like most transgender people, you lose basically the ability to have control over your own narrative. Um, you know, the transgender, the fact that you're transitioning or that people have learned that you're transgender um, becomes public knowledge at some point and people internalize that and make it about them and not about the person going through transition. So that's the biggest one up front. Mm -hmm. um, the next one is going to be acceptance and usually acceptance by your peers and the agency and the culture within the agency. And we find that that is one of the most difficult things to overcome because you're not going to convert everybody to being a fan of you in transgender form. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we have people who have very strong faith beliefs and mm -hmm. uh, their faith beliefs tend to bleed over into the workplace sometimes. And, you know, they become problematic for the officer. Um, and, and, you know, that's not always the case, but those tend to be the people who become a thorn in our side. In terms of the other things, I mean, like most transgender people, you're dealing with misgendering or you're dealing with dead naming and issues like that, which become problematic and add more stress and complexity to the officer's life. Right. Um, you're in a job that's very stressful anyway. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And, um, you know, I, uh, well, you're in a stressful job and this just piles going through transition is stressful, but having somebody or others that are actively, uh, harassing you becomes more stressful. And sure. many, many of our officers deal with those issues. Not everybody, but many, um, some, some people have gone through, uh, their gender transition on the job without any harassment. We have people actually coming into law enforcement these days that transitioned before they were hired and, and the hiring mm. authority has hired them and they've come into the job. So their coworkers may or may not know. And, mm -hmm. you know, that depends yeah. on the officer. Right. Right. I think it, 
I've worked for the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation for 15 and a half years and certainly have seen a evolution, um, you know, throughout the department and just culturally because we're not an island, right? We live within our, our community and our culture. And I've run into a lot of folks, a lot of wonderful, amazing people. And I've also run into some folks who let me know their opinion very clearly as I, as someone who's working in transgender care with our patients and our residents. Um, and, and also I've run into staff members who have trans children who, you know, are able to express their appreciation or just have a connection with someone, um, throughout time. So it's, it's really, um, I'm just so glad that this organization of TCOPS exists. And part of the reason why I wanted to have you on this GARE podcast was to highlight the important resource that you provide and um, just being able to support someone going through such, um, whether it's transition or like you said, someone who's already come into the department um, having already transitioned or someone who might be questioning, right, at, at any time in their life. And I think the biggest question that I would like to sort of highlight, if there was one thing I wanted people to take away from this podcast is the answer, not that I know what you're going to say, but just this question and how to be supportive. So how can someone be supportive to a colleague who is transgender within a law enforcement setting? I think the biggest way somebody can be a, and I hate using the word, but it kind of does does kind of give a people an opinion or a thought about what, what they can do, is to be an ally. And mm-hmm. that is to be a open friend to the individual, to be supportive. And right. when people speak up against the individual, to speak out about that. When they're being harassed, perhaps to step forward and say, hey, knock it off, this isn't appropriate. Um, things of that nature. And I mean, I I worked as a, as a district attorney investigator when I left San Jose PD in 2010, I went to the Monterey County District Attorney's Office. Mm-hmm. And in 2012, I was assigned to C, uh, CDCR uh, at Salinas Valley State Prison. So right. I, worked at, I worked at Salinas Valley and I worked at CTF Soledad for basically eight years doing their homicide investigations. And so, I mean, it's not, the culture is different. Um, and I, I still think that there's a lot of room for improvement at any agency. Um, sure. they, you know, there's, we still have a lot of people that complain about issues. We have people still getting fired because they're transgender. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's always an issue, but having somebody that is there that's able to speak up for you or at least be a supportive person um, goes a long way towards the isolation that many transgender people feel when they're going through transition. Sure. You know, being, being a colleague, so I'm cisgender and being a colleague among colleagues who identify as queer, transgender, you know, sort of all over the spectrum. um, I think one of the things that I've learned is to really listening to the voices of those and centering the voices of those who have a need. So for example, if my transgender colleagues are saying XYZ is an issue, not to brush that off, what is something that allies, like specific action steps you can maybe think of that allies within CDCR can do to help 
support transgender people. You're saying speak up. And sometimes people may not know what that concretely looks like. And I'm wondering if you can give some examples or. Sure. So um, I had a another trans officer who was sitting in a, a group of about 10 officers who were bad mouthing me when I was going through my transition. None of them knew that this officer was trans. Um, and the officer still has not come out. So it's been quite some mm -hmm. time. I don't know if they will or won't, but they definitely have trans issues. And it's a sworn, and this person's a sworn officer. Anyway, so they're, they're bad-mouthing me. And this person basically said, hey, you guys, this person, Julie, works as hard as anybody else and probably harder than most of you. <laughs> you need to lay off her, okay? You're only doing this because she's transitioning. You're not doing this and you wouldn't have done this to her evil twin brother. Um, and that I think that speaks a lot for shutting up many of the people that are being defamatory and mm. who are not being positive, who are not uh, setting a positive example. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the people that set bad examples, uh, allow others and, and give permission to others to, to continue that behavior. And that's just inappropriate. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it will lead to one of two things. Um, mm -hmm. It will lead to a physical altercation at some point, or Thanks. it will lead to a lawsuit. And oh. sometimes it could lead to both. And we've had all those things happen. I, I've been attacked at work. By, by another oh officer. I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is that, um, you know, you can have the situation end badly um, mm -hmm. in two different ways. And the other way is, is you know, by a lawsuit. And eventually those things right. happen. I, I did not sue anybody, but I know people who have had that happen and have filed mm -hmm. lawsuits. And I mean, not just for violence, but for bad behavior uh, for harassment, right. for sabotaging their workplace and, and things of that nature. So I hear you saying, you know, just being, being a good human, right. Doing the right thing, speaking up when, when there's something wrong going on, leading by example and being a leader within your own community. And I think sometimes when people transition, this isn't exclusive to law enforcement officers, there can be a lot of inappropriate questions that are asked of people. And I wonder if you could say a few words about what questions Google could answer, or I guess is, is the fair, is the fair assumption that if Google can answer your question, don't ask it fair. I think if it's, if you're looking for an individual response and it's an appropriate kind of a question, so you're not asking deeply personal questions about someone's sexuality or you know their their sex practices or their, or their anatomy. anatomy. Yeah, their right. anatomy is a big one. Um, we came up with a list of about a hundred really bad questions uh, oh. when we were putting together a chapter for the American College of Occupational and Environmental Medicine. Uh -huh. um, we joined with their work group and put out a, a chapter in leoguidance.com. 
org, I think, uh -huh. uh, but they have a chapter on fitness for duty for transgender officers for medical and psychological personnel. Anyway, while we were putting that together, part of what we did was uh, accumulate a list of really bad questions that were asked to our members. Mm -hmm. And we came up with a short list of a hundred. And I mean, there were okay. many, many more, but they were very graphic sure. questions. I've had very graphic questions asked of me uh, by my coworkers. And it's like, really, mm -hmm. you're going to ask me something like that. I mean, it's, they're, they're inappropriate. You wouldn't ask them to anybody else. Why would you ask them of me? Right. So, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, some of those questions deal with anatomy. They deal with sex practices. They deal with your relationship with others. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, maybe the, the, the how to or nuts and bolts of it. And, yeah. you know, it's really kind of inappropriate. Yeah. I just had this thought come up. If you wouldn't ask your mother, don't ask a trans person it. That just seems like a good lit. I've just made that up on the fly, but it just seems like we all hold our mothers in generally positive regard and we wouldn't want to know certain things about our mothers. Right. Right. I mean, you know, it's, common it's, sense. I, I think it is exactly that. You're right. Common yeah. sense. Well, Julie, I just want to thank you so much for the time today and sharing your story and educating us on some aspects of, of the support that TCOPS can provide. How can folks get in touch with TCOPS that may want to seek out support? So the URL for our website is www.tcops-international.org. Um, my name and phone number associated with that. My email address, my work email address is associated with that uh, website. And you can message me from the website. Um, that's the easiest way. You can also look us up on Facebook. We have an organizational public webpage uh, that's TCOPS International. And uh, you can find us that way as well. Thank you again so much. So, so important um, that during this Pride Month, we celebrate and center not only pride, but um, joy and happiness. And just thank you so much, Julie, for everything that you do. I know that you provide a lot of support and are organizing a wonderful resource for transgender and gender diverse law enforcement officers internationally. And for that, we thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. Of course. If any CDCR or CCHCS employee is interested in joining GARE as an ambassador to help us implement diversity, equity, and inclusion throughout our departments, or interested in learning more about GARE, please visit our website at www.cdcr.ca.gov forward slash GARE forward slash. That was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for leading it and for introducing me to her. She's amazing. What did you think? Julie's great. She's so great. Thank you for the opportunity to highlight Julie and TCOPS as an organization. Of course. Um, you've known her for like a decade, we were talking about. Mm -hmm. um, did you learn anything new about her today? I did. I didn't know the extent of her experience and how much she had to defend herself and her right to work as an out trans person. Watching you 
do the interview, I saw some just not conflicting emotions, but a range of reactions to to what you were hearing. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we forget that humans are super complex. We are very complex. I often say, you know, gender is complex, nuanced, and highly individualized because humans are. And that story today really emphasized that, that everyone's story is unique and individualized. And very cool to do it during Pride Month. Thank you so much. Absolutely. That is it for CDCR Unlocked. This is the podcast of the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts, or you can visit us online at cdcr.ca.gov. Thank you.